I'm joined by Prime Minister Sara Kukungalwa Amadila, who attended the 57th Study Committee of Central Bank Governors. What are some of the quick measures that can be implemented to assist in the monetary and macroeconomic stability of the Namibian economy, which we can work through in the meantime while working on our uh, long-term goals? Yeah, the central banks are seized with the monetary policy management and uh, they have been trying to bring down inflation using interest rates. We do know that the interest rates increase. It can cut both ways. It can help bring down inflation, but it can also make the price of borrowing expensive. And when investors find it costly to to raise money to invest, they may cut down on their borrowing for investment and that can bring down the economic growth. So it means that that has to be managed in such a way that it does not bring about the reduction of investment. That is one. And secondly, we also know that the inflation in the country is not always just caused by excessive demand compared to the supply that is there. It can be because of cost of importation of goods imported inflation, things that are imported are expensive and it may require for you to take other measures to deal with a reduction in the supply of goods by supporting investment, for example. And that is where we as a country have to work together between the government and the private sector to ensure that the supply side problems are also addressed in order to increase investment by making also capital available for entrepreneurs to invest by addressing bureaucracies in the government as we have decided we need to do and we have been doing for the past few years in order to address that we are reforming parastatals which are important role players in the economy. We are reforming our agricultural sector, the green scheme, the institutions that we have established like AMTA in order that they can optimize their support to the economy. We are dealing with issues like procurement where we want to support the local enterprises and support local production by sourcing local goods. We are supporting the youth. We talked about the establishment of youth enterprises around the country. We have to do the same for women. And now we have to work together to ensure that uh, when there are contracts, whether it is in the government or in the private sector, in the mines, in the farms, in the banks, in the retail companies, that we source Namibian products so that we encourage Namibians to engage in production at home so that we can grow the economy and create jobs. If the government had mobilized experts around the country to ponder over ways that we can stimulate a higher economic growth beside what the government is doing already under the budget. And there was this high-level panel that made a set of recommendations. So those recommendations remain relevant today. The government continued to implement them, and we call on the private sector. For example, it is said construction has the largest multiplier effect. You do not only increase economic activities, you also increase job creation. You bring about infrastructures that are necessary, whether they are roads, water infrastructure, road infrastructure, electricity, servicing of land. You bring Bring these services to people, you put in place infrastructure that are necessary for growth, you create jobs, you support local enterprises. So through public-private partnerships, we are expecting to mobilize the funds that are in the country but outside of government so that we can increase these activities without increasing the debt of the government.
Yeah. With the aim of poverty eradication, how will the short and long-term goals be channeled through the available resources to make the goal a reality and reduce the level of poverty in the country? Yeah, our biggest constraint now is resources in the public sector, especially in government, where the debt has gone up, whereas the economy has not recovered enough to increase revenue to a point that we can reduce this debt and also implement all the projects that we need to implement. But we are lucky because we do have savings, private savings in institutions like insurance companies, pension funds, medical aid. So we can ensure that this private savings is is mobilized towards the implementation of these programs through innovative implementation models like public-private partnerships that I have talked about. And also by ensuring that we encourage the private sector to invest by addressing the issues that constrain private sector growth. Like, for example, the government processes. We also have to ensure there are necessary infrastructures, the roads, the electricity, the water. The cost is not too high. If they have to export, which is important because we are small population, it's easy to do that. The port is efficient, and that is why we are dealing with these issues. The issue of skills provision to make sure that companies feel comfortable to come to Namibia because they will be able to find the skills that they need, that they will be able to put their children in schools that provide quality education, that when they get sick, they can go to hospitals and get quality treatment, that there is good governance in the in, in the government. Uh, the courts, for example, are independent and the law of contract is enforced. So that becomes important. And this we are implementing in order to encourage everybody that is a state in the promotion of development in the country to be able to play their due role uh, optimally. Yeah. What role can the regulator of capital markets play in this plan to expand and invest in the employment of locals? That is why the central banks and the regulator of the non-banking financial institutions like NAMFISA are important to ensure that first they are independent, two, they have the capacity, the institutions, the systems and the personnel that they have have the necessary skills to be able to support this institution to regulate the market. People have to feel confident that when they save their money with the banks, the money is safe. And the banks have to have the capacity to assess projects that are put forward so that they can support activities that can support the economic growth. It is the same with the non-banking financial institutions. And we have been supporting these institutions to do so. And that is why even when we had a global financial crisis, we did not get directly directly impacted in the financial sector. We did not have a mass failure of our financial institutions. We don't have interference of the government in the banking sector or in the non-banking sector in terms of how they are regulated. We give them the due space, but we need to ensure that we continue, that is now in terms of this, those institutions, we continue to ensure that the financial institutions act in a competitive manner to support economic activities. They price their products properly. They assess the proposals properly and they support also the growth of the stock exchange to enable people to feel comfortable also to list their products on the stock exchange and to get foreigners to invest in products that are traded on the Namibian stock exchange. Uh, Prime Minister, what geopolitical hurdles does the established committee face when trying to implement measures of importance and correction to fight unemployment and ensure GDP growth? 
Yes, we have already experienced supply disruptions of critical goods during not only the geopolitical situations that are unfolding in especially Europe there, but also during COVID. Some of the things that we needed could not be delivered here on time. Some of the things became very expensive. Some of them could not be delivered at all. And that points to the need one to build local capacity to produce some of those products that we rely on foreign suppliers so that we don't become too vulnerable to external shocks. But it also becomes important for global stakeholders in the management of political affairs, economic affairs, to understand that when there is instability in one part of the world, the whole world is affected and to find peaceful resolution of disputes, as we have been calling for in the case of Russia, for example, and Ukraine. Just the last question, Prime Minister, what influence does inflation have on the economy for the consumers and how does this contrast with the inflation's impact for investors and how does one strike a balance between these? It is important that when we deal with inflation, which erodes the purchasing powers of the income of consumers and can render things expensive, uh, it is important that we deal both with the supply side constraints and the demand side constraints. Yes, we need to make sure that uh, there is no excessive demand, superficial kind of demand that would drive inflation because that is going to to make it, uh, to discourage investment. But it's also important that investors feel that the prices can increase in order to make their investment attractive in terms of the returns that they are are getting from their investments. So it is important that as the central banks are dealing with the supply side issues by using interest rates to manage inflation, that they also look at the supply side things to facilitate access to credit that the financial institutions provide the products that are required at the correct price and that they are they are efficient, they can monitor the enterprises that are players in the local market. That is the financial ones now that provide uh, funding to investment and that the government does its part.